What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Omega Metroid Podcast. I am your host this week, Dak, alongside my main man, Doom, as we are take the 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 duo. I don't know. We I don't think we have a duo name, but our duo is taking over the show once again. We'll think of one. I'm Dak. This is Doom. Welcome back to the show. It is a fantastic January Sunday here, as we are actually doing our 200th episode. Now, if you're kind of wondering where the the huge celebration is that was last week so you can check it out then this is just the regular 200th episode and i'm doing it alongside doom doom how you doing man i don't know maybe we're duke city i don't know duke city? Uh, i kind of like the name of that duke city that duke sounds kind of cool okay all right we'll we'll put that on the table that's there if anyone else has good duo names let us know but uh how you doing dude how i'm, I'm sure you weekend? i'm sure y'all can think of something better yeah. than that though but uh sure. yeah i've been doing been doing great, uh, you know, been, uh, you know, doing the the very cliched hitting up the gym a lot more mm-hmm. uh, post uh, 2024. And, uh, you know, it's been going really good so far, uh, you know, both mentally and physically doing well and been playing that Prince of Persia. And uh, my camera is just completely <laughs> yeah. blocking. There we go. There That's we a better go. angle. Very That's nice. a better angle for that. <laughs> How is but it? Uh, yeah, I'm playing. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun so far. I'm really enjoying it. I played the demo uh, before it came out too, and I was really enjoying it. And so, so yeah, a bit farther along now. Um, I don't know. I don't know how far along I'm in the game. I'm not sure if I'm at the halfway point or like where I'm at so far. But I mean, I haven't gotten burnt out yet so far. So yeah, it's just um, it's a lot of fun. It feels like kind of a combination of Castlevania, Metroid Dread specifically and super smash brothers of all games um Mm -hmm. the combat system in general because like you have like you know your up airs your down airs you know your side attacks it uses you know the analog stick to kind of like change your main attack button and so the combat kind of reminds me of smash in that regard not exactly the same but definitely like definitely influenced by it or at least that kind of platforming fighter genre to a degree and uh yeah it's just you know it's just a really unique take on metroidvania a lot of cool accessibility features, including some things that I might even bring up in today's episode. And yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. I was like, is everything all right? <laughs> yeah, no, just on my screen, you're just like frozen place. But I could, I figured that's where you're going with it. I, I haven't checked it out just yet myself, but um, it's on the Switch, right? It's not on. Is it on PC yet as well? It's, it's on everything. It's on. on so everything. it's on Switch, Xbox, PS5, nice. PC. Unfortunately, not Steam. You're going to have to get it on Epic Games Store. But, you know, if you don't mind that, you can get it on mm. PC. Hope it comes to Steam eventually, because if it does, I will absolutely be double dipping. OK, well, I, I feel like that's a game that we're probably going to check out for an inspired by Metroid episode at one point. Or oh, another. I've, I've been bugging the whole crew ever yeah. since uh, <laughs> ever since I tried that I demo. Know. I'm like, guys, we got to do this. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to check that out. I would say within the next few months if not in the next couple months here, because I know you've played it. I don't think Andy has played it entirely, if at all yet. I haven't played it yet, but you're giving it rave reviews, man. So I think we got to check it out. It's It's been getting rave reviews, and I think yeah. for good reason. Yeah, that's, I mean, Prince of Persia uh, returning to form in some way or another through a Metroidvania is, uh, sounds pretty, pretty exciting. I haven't played a good Prince of Persia game in quite some time. I have never played a Prince of Persia. This really? is my first one. And yeah, yeah, okay. I, I definitely want to check out Sands of Time now after this, because I know that's like a lot of people really enjoy that mm-hmm. game, too. And also the the movie starring, I think, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. yes. <laughs> so got to check that out. Get d- Dig deep into your Prince of Persia lore. Um, all right. So this week we are Andy Liss for 
whatever reason. I honestly don't remember. Um, <laughs> and I have a cold and Doom is playing Prince of Persia. So we've been busy and, and we're, we're trying to jump into, you know, what we're going to talk about this week. And what what like what kind of great coincidence is it that we get some fresh new Metroid rumors that we can jump in and talk about, especially specifically to Metroid Prime 4? And we had some other ideas for other episodes, and we wanted to talk about Metroid Prime 4 anyway, so we figured, you know what, let's just jump right in, Andy won't be around, so we're going to talk about Prime 4, and when he gets back, we have a few other episodes actually ready to go, lined up, that I'm not sure if we've shared entirely what those episodes are going to be. Uh, I, I, oh, teased, well, I, just, I teased a little bit of my, uh, I just, bit of I my just script on Discord. I just revealed them by, by switching my screen, so I'm going to have to edit that as well, I'm just doing what <laughs> But yeah, so I, I'm not sure if we... Sorry, what was that? I'm not sure if we've shared it. Well, I was just going to say, I teased a little bit. Of, so so everyone on the Discord knows that I like to... Uh, if I if I have uh, the classic Google Doc cook, and I like to do a little mm-hmm. tease where I'll, like, I'll show like the little title headers, but then I'll, right. um, I'll pixelate all of like the little subdivisions and all that about all the specifications. And I didn't give any context between those headers, but I just kind of randomly posted on Discord like two, three weeks ago, and... Uh, Got a got a few positive uh, emotes on that, so I think uh, this guy's leaking. Sounds like episodes. y'all are interested. He's leaking episodes in the Discord. I'm I'm an insider. What can I say? You know, my oh. my uncle works for Nintendo. I got all the deets. Well, I'm gonna have to check that out because I'm not I'm not sure if I'm even aware what that is. So I'm gonna have to go and check out the leaks and see if they're accurate. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those docs where I know for a fact I'm not gonna be able to tell it all in one episode. So it's gonna be a classic link in the description if you want uh, the full full scoop do you ever throw anything in there that's like fake or false well well this well this, well it's not a really a fake leak it's more just <laughs> well, i i can't i can't talk about it because otherwise i'm gonna reveal the, the name that's of the true. episode but it's just <laughs> maybe fake leaks would be fun though anyway so we're gonna talk about prime four today obviously we had a topic that we had been thinking about for a while and we figured with all these prime four rumors or at least a few coming out recently and now it's 2024 and it feels like prime four Maybe not an inevitability, but certainly something that's on our minds and we're looking forward to possibly happening this year. We talk about it specifically. We're going to be talking about Prime 4 and its contemporaries and what Prime 4 could be taking from its contemporary games, what it maybe shouldn't take and and all that. And then also we wanted to jump into some recent Metroid Prime 4 related questions that were dropped into our Q&A channel on Discord because we people just kind of drop questions in there and I figured, you know what? Might have the back end of the episode to round it out. We have a couple lingering in there. Let's pick them up. Let's answer those questions. I've glanced at them. I don't know if they're, I mean, it's not like I don't know if they're good questions or not, but I just threw them in there because they said uh, Metroid Prime 4 or 3D Metroid. So I figured they most likely relevant to, you know, what we're going to be talking about today. So Doom, you're have Very to... high vetting standards, clearly. Yes, yes. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm not trying to sit here like I'm reviewing everything, which is why sometimes we might miss a question. If we do, feel free to let us know in the comments or in Discord. So, Doom, you ready to uh, jump into this? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. So before we do all that, I don't know if I had mentioned this in the intro I just did or not, but... We did just have the re- unless it's just unless it's still ongoing, but I'm pretty sure it's over. AGDQ, right? Yeah, yeah, it's ended now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so AGDQ, the annual speedrunning charity event, which I watched a few times over the years. I actually didn't catch this year, but thankfully there are vods, so I can go back and watch it. 
power of you know modern technology love that doom i know you checked out a little bit of metroid agdq action can you tell us a little bit about that some thoughts what was it like yeah, yeah, me and uh, Minneapolis King in our Discord server, we checked out the uh, the Metroid Prime 2 run, and man, I, I've never seen a Metroid Prime 2 speedrun before, so I figured it would be kind of similar to Prime. That speedrun was wild, man. There was so much so much stuff that I didn't predict, like um, uh, probably one of the most satisfying things that I've ever seen was a one-hit kill to the Boost Guardian. It was just like childhood trauma just completely erased <laughs> in an instant, you know? <laughs> Yeah, definitely a good yeah, it's, education um, of what to do in the game if you can pull it off. Yeah, so it's funny. So the speed run, it was a hundred it was a hundred percent speed run, by the way. And basically the route, I believe it was Temple Grounds and Aegon like usual. And then they went from Aegon to Sanctuary Fortress, which is obviously like mm -hmm. substantially out of the intended order. And then there's a glitch that you can do with like one of the um with one of the Morphall cannons. And if you do it right, you basically become invincible in Morphall mode and you deal like a ludicrous amount of damage, which is what allows you to one hit kill so many of the bosses in the game. And it's just absolutely insane to watch. And that's only like one of like several like wild moments that happens during the stream. It's um, yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun and it just absolutely blew my mind just seeing, you know, 20 years of uh, tech and you know where it's led now. I mean, Prime 2 turns 20, you know, late later this year so. You said that was the first time you'd ever watched a Metroid speedrun? A Prime 2 speedrun, specifically. Speed I was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure you had seen some other ones, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, so where, is that, where does Prime 2 rank in terms of, like, games you enjoy being speedrun in the in the series for Metroid? That That's definitely higher up. That was a really fun speedrun. I'm definitely interested in seeing, like, um, other categories now. Um, any percent categories. I want to see a Prime 2 race. I think that would be a lot of fun, too. Well, speaking of races, there's actually a particular AGDQ mm -hmm. speedrun race that happened, almost I want to say, over a decade ago now, if not about a decade ago, which is my favorite speedrun race of all time. And we can talk about that more when we get to that. But I think Andy is now finally on board. One day he messaged in the Discord. He's like, you know what? Let's do it. I'm like, let's, let's go, Andy. Finally trying new things. Love that. And it, it's exciting. That's one of my favorites, the, the four-man showcase race for... Uh, Super Metroid from AGDQ 2013 or 2014. I think it was 2013. Um, awesome, awesome speed run. One of my favorites of all time. Probably my favorite, like, just singular speed run video and, like, event ever. So I think we're going to be doing an episode where we either talk about it or maybe even do, like, commentary where we put the video on and y'all can put the video on and listen to our thoughts live as we watch it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Maybe that's, maybe that's the episode we uh, finally bring uh, Oats on for. We've been talking about that in private for a bit, but who knows? That could be fun. <laughs> Not, definitely no promises there. At the very least. Yeah, no gonna, promises. At the very least, we're doing an episode like that. Anything beyond that, no promises. But uh, So, yeah, any other uh, AGDQ thoughts from you, Doom? Yeah, I, yeah, there was a couple other stuff that I wanted to check out. There was a, a Metroid Dread race, which that was the one I wanted to watch most, but it was literally like at 8 a.m. And I was just like, I, I don't want to wake up for that. So eventually I'll get around to watching the recorded version. Um, and then there was also um, a Super Metroid task run later in the evening. And um, I forgot about that. And I was at the gym during that time. So I completely missed that by accident. But uh, caught the Prime 2 run. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I definitely. I think that's the first um I think that's the first live AGDQ because I've seen a lot of pre-recorded AGDQ but I've never seen it live before 
So I kind of want to check. I want to do more uh, live stuff um, uh, when it returns again over the summer. Yeah, AGDQ kind of, at least I I like summer games done quick, but I love specifically AGDQ because it comes around the time, especially like if you're in school or like just getting back to work where you might not be doing too much. So you can just like binge it and just like sit down and watch the whole thing live, which is my favorite. But summer games done quick, you can also do the same thing during the summertime, depending on your you know situation. So yeah, I didn't check it out, but I definitely got to check those VODs out as well, especially the Metroid ones. But I guess I'll put the Prime 2 one at the top of my list because it sounds like it was a, a fun time. Yeah, and apparently there was another uh, unrelated Metroid. Uh, Minneapolis King was also talking about there was like a Mario 64 speedrun where someone was using a drum controller, which just sounds ridiculous. And that I definitely want to check out, too. There's also another one that I remember reading about that I think happened. And I don't know how it went with someone playing, I think, Gyromite with their dog playing as Rob. Yeah, I remember hearing how, about that. Did yeah. You, did you see that or you, you didn't? No, I, I didn't see that one. I only heard about it. Okay, so I, I hope that went well. Um, I feel like something happened at AGDQ where someone's controller didn't like work well or malfunctioned or something. And I hope that wasn't the run. I hope it, the dogs. I, I think that I think that was the drum control run, if I okay. remember correctly. Okay. Okay. So hopefully the dog run is safe. I have to check it out. But yeah. No. No. The, no. The the dog. The doggo was a good boy. I'm sure. All right. That's uh that that puts my heart at ease. Thank you. But definitely have to check that out. Looking forward to summer games done quick, and we'll have to check out those vods from this year's. Which I mean, the event's been running around or running for a long time now, so it's cool to still see it going. And I have no idea what crazy new like charity donation records they're breaking. So, but, uh, all right, let's, uh, let's jump into our next portion of the episode. Let's jump into Metroid specifically, and let's go from Metroid Prime 2 and some other games being speedrun to Metroid Prime 4. Specifically, we have some new Metroid Prime 4 rumors, and I feel like, yeah, Metroid Prime 4, we're like, <laughs> ooh, very, very exciting. I feel like we got to comment at least a little bit if it's beyond like, oh, someone got hired at retro to like work, like be a janitor or something, you know, like we got to say, like mm -hmm. if, if there's some kind of info as, as much as I feel like Metroid's doing great recently, it's still, we're not exactly getting, you know, new, new Metroid news every week. So I don't know if there's, if there's a little bit of something to chew on, why not? Like you got yourself a stew going. So doom, there were some recent Metro prime Four rumors that came out recently. Uh, can you kind of give us like a, a, a general overview of what what that means? Because you, if you're on, if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, Doom had a certain reaction to to Metroid Prime Four rumors. So I want to get your perspective on if there are even like rumors at all at all. Well, I haven't. So I, I haven't. You you said you watched the um mm -hmm. the Super Metal Day video. I haven't watched. I haven't okay. watched it myself yet. Okay. But from what I understand, there there I think there was like a few different topics discussed in that video. But the big one that's now on people's minds is because of something that happened afterwards. And basically, there was, I think, like a game trailer making company, a game trailer company that was working with Retro. And we know that they were working with Retro because, like, in the partnership section, Retro Studios was something that was recently added mm -hmm. to, like, their collaborative, their, their collaborative section on their website. And then shortly after the video came out and it picked up traction, suddenly, they removed Retro Studios from their partner section, and so a lot of people are, and obviously in in response to the news coming out, and now people are kind of wondering, oh, does this mean we're going to get a Metroid Prime Four trailer soon? And I think it could go either way. I don't really think it means one thing or another. 
it's obviously again it is obviously a reaction to the news news coming out they didn't just randomly take it down for no reason it's definitely a response probably probably at the request of nintendo um a really dumb decision because it's uh now been streisand affected but you know it doesn't change the fact that's the decision they're gonna make but i mean again i don't necessarily think it's indicative of a trailer but at the same time I feel like 2024 is also the right time to see Prime 4, so I don't know. I think it could go either way. I will say, though, I don't think it's going to happen in a February Direct. I think that's just a little bit too early, um, I especially because, you know, for me, I personally don't think we see Prime 4 until we see Switch 2, whether that be at the Switch 2 reveal or afterwards, and I'm thinking Switch 2 reveal is going to happen between March and June. And so February, I think, is okay. just a little too early for that, but you never know. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to see it anytime soon, but yeah, I think this is, at least from what I gathered from this video that Super Metal Dave 64 put out, and then other videos and people had kind of collaborated, or corroborate, corroborated, sorry, um, that like, yeah, this is kind of more so maybe giving some more credence to the speculation that we see something in Metroid Prime, or in, in 2024 from Metroid Prime 4, where it's like, it's something that wasn't necessarily off the table, I think we all speculated, like, yeah, we're probably going to it's pretty good chance we see something this year. And now this kind of, at least what I gathered from the video of this is, it's this is what they're saying is we're probably going to actually see something based on this evidence that they're working on this debut trailer. This is a company that does these kind of trailers and them listing them on the website means like if they're going to work on a debut trailer, they're probably going to do it close to the, you know, the game's kind of release or at least reveal. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, that makes sense. Um, and then there was another part of the video about a play tester who had, you know, play tested some recent games, I believe, called Duty and had worked on play testing those games for a stretch of time. And then after those that stretch of time, the game released and they're looking at the person's LinkedIn profile and seeing, well, they worked at Retro Studios for about the same amount of time, if not longer. And they're still working there. So that could be indicative of they're maybe getting close to being done with playtesting. They're about to be done with it. And they're, the game's about to be revealed, which again, it, it could, I mean, that makes sense. Um, nothing I got from the video was really like definitive. Like this is definitely happening. It felt more like just support of the speculation. I think we've all been kind of sharing consensus wise in terms of like when prime four, you know, would be revealed, which 2024 seems like a likely year. So I honestly was expecting it to be like a lot worse and be like, oh, they're making crazy claims. But at least the evidence that's kind of on the table seems like it could indicate that we're going to be seeing a Metroid Prime 4 reveal soon. Mm -hmm. At the very least, one thing I will say is that I, I, I know a lot of people, not everyone, but I know a, I've talked to a lot of people that are like Doomer posting when it comes to Prime 4 that like genuinely believe like this game has been canceled. And I feel like we've we have enough substantial evidence at this point to know that that is far from the case. Yeah. You know, Nintendo themselves, every financial briefing, Prime 4 is still listed as an upcoming title. If it was canceled, they would have taken it. Even if they didn't officially announce that it was canceled, that would not be uh, on their internal um their internal sheets. And we see that and we see that listed there every time. So it's clearly something that they're working on. Retro Studios still has hiring ads featuring Metroid Prime 4, advertising Metroid Prime 4. They're obviously still working on it. And um, now we have evidence that, you know, Retro Studios is working with other companies, presumably on Prime 4. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of evidence at the very least, regardless when this game comes out, that it is certainly not canceled. Yeah. And, I'm, and I think we're and I think that we're pretty close now. We're, cl we're sub substantially closer to the release 
now than uh, than we were a few years ago, I think. For sure. Yeah, I think a lot of this like evidence is definitely pointing to Prime 4 exists. And yeah, I think we're going to see it soon, which I think everyone can kind of uh, most people think is a pretty reasonable take for the most part. And I think that's exciting, though, because the more we kind of see this circumstantial but still somewhat evidence of, like, Prime 4 is coming soon to some degree is exciting because I think we could be seeing a Prime 4 reveal within the next 365 days. And that's that's no time at all at this point in terms of Metroid, you know, game releases. So um, I, I think the Switch 2 is probably on its way soon. And then we're going to get a trailer where you see the Metroid Prime 4 logo and then it you know, the four in Metroid Prime 4 becomes the four in 2024. And you see that show up on screen and, and boom, it there it is. Like, it's it's too easy, right? It, it feels too easy. So on one hand, it doesn't feel like... I was so jumping into that video feeling like, oh, this is going to be like some... Not that I necessarily expect any kind of leaker or like game YouTuber or whatever to have like some crazy claim in it. But I was expecting it to be like a little more ridiculous. And, and it wasn't, it was just, it seemed pretty reasonable. Like, yeah, this person was working on something and it seems like unless they're, you know, play testing something for a very long time, it seems like prime four could be, you know, coming out soon based on that. And the de debut trailer likely going to come out closer to when the reveal is going to be ready time-wise. So that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, it could very well be pointing to, prime four maybe being revealed this summer in the next few months or whatever it is um maybe not necessarily in february but that would be very mm. that would be exciting i mean who knows you never you can never really completely count nintendo out in terms of surprising you no nah, no nah, february is for prime two and three baby okay so i mean that's a good question do you do we we're in <laughs> january of 2024 this is a topic i don't think we've talked about a little bit on the show too much but Doom, do you really think that we're going to get Prime 2 and 3 before Prime 4 drops on either the Switch or the Switch 2? Just in general. Like, do you think those drop, like, a new version of 2 and 3 before Prime 4? I I want to believe. I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna say yes. Maybe I'll regret that later, but I'm, I'm sticking with my guns. I don't think it's going to be a full remaster. I think it's just going to be basic HD ports. But I do think that they will appear on the Switch in some form. Okay. I'm curious what Andy thinks, too, because I feel like as time goes on, it just feels less and less likely to me. I think they're just going to go like, all right, Metroid Prime 1 was enough. People got the vibe of what Metroid Prime is. They don't need to really know what the whole story is. Like, they don't really need to know what 20, happened. 2024 is the year of uh, Nintendo ports, man. It, it fits yeah, right think, in. Yeah, I mean, that could be right right in the February direct, though. I don't know. I, I would love to put money on it because I'm as more time. put. I think if we don't get them in the February direct, though, they're not coming. What do you think about that? If they don't get revealed in February, do you think they're not coming before Prime 4? Or do you think there's still a chance? I don't want to say never, but I feel like that would be a huge blow if they're not in February. Because okay. that feels like, it feels like the prime time pun 100% intended. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, do, do we have a At February least... direct confirmed? Uh, not confirmed, but, but I mean, like, gonna there's, it's, yeah. there's probably going to be a February direct. Right. I, hey, you know what, Nintendo? At least give me zero. Motion, all right, man? Yeah. At least give me zero bitch. More Metroid on these platforms, the better. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I, I ultimately I'm excited to see if we get some some news soon. The rumors seem like they're pointing to something good. We'll see. Um I don't think there was really anything beyond what we had just covered there. I think there was a mention of like what like operating or uh, what project management like software was used by the playtester, like Jira, and I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. That's like telling me that they use Google, like Dropbox or Google Drive or something to store documents. Like that's not 
nothing crazy. So, yeah, exciting to see what the future holds for Metroid Prime 4. Of course, if we get any news in uh, on that front, we will be talking about it on the show. From there, let us jump into our main topic here. I know I have a few notes on this, Doom. I'm sure you do as well. As we talk more about Metroid Prime 4, we're kind of speculating. I mean, what kind of game is this really going to be? Obviously, we've talked about, is this going to be like an open world kind of game? Is it going to be more of a traditional Metroid Prime game? How big is it going to be? Like, is it going to be more, you know, a direct continuation of the first three games or kind of a reboot? And we've also talked about what, how Metroid Prime is going to be kind of modernized for the audience of 2024, 2025, or whatever it is. It's been a long time since there's been, you know, a last Metroid Prime game. Gaming in general, not just FPS games or games like Metroid Prime, just gaming in general has evolved substantially you know, exponentially, you know, in terms of just game design and technology, what's possible uh, since the last, you know, big Metroid Prime game. Even if we're counting Federation Force, it's been almost a decade. So. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That just that just smacked me like in real time. (laughs) So so it's like there's still a lot of time has passed. Like I would say a substantial amount of time, even in like just shooting games in general, or even like, you know, action adventure games or exploration type games have have changed substantially since then. Oh my God. In, in, (laughs) in, in August, there will have been as much time between Federation force. And now as there was between super Metroid and Metroid prime, that is terrifying. Yeah, Federation <laughs> Force is 2016, so we're coming up on the eighth anniversary of the last Metroid Prime game. And obviously, if we're talking about like if we're going back to just Metroid Prime three, we're <laughs> we're closing in on 20 years on that bad boy. So it's been a while since the last you know big Metroid Prime game. So we've been thinking it's this been is, a while. It's been a while. So we've been thinking about it on the show and you know on Discord, like really what what will Metroid prime four be like with all that time pass with, you know, just these advances in the genre and all that. And really what can prime and Metroid prime in general, and Metroid prime four learn from its contemporaries, both in the genre. And I think outside of the genre as well. So that's something that we wanted to talk about a little bit on the show. Doom. I know you have some thoughts on this. Um, I was sitting here thinking about like, I don't really want to necessarily just be like, Oh, I like this game. It this, this should be in Metroid, you know? Um, as much as I love like games like Destiny or Halo or, or Fortnite or Call of Duty, whatever it is, I don't want Metroid Prime to be those games. I want it to be Metroid Prime. That said, there are certainly things about maybe the genre in general or just some things from those games that they do right that I think Metroid Prime could learn from or just adopt in general without losing what makes it Metroid Prime in general. So, um, yeah, just any, any kind of um, initial thoughts from you, Doom, before we jump into this. Yeah, that's mostly the same kind of uh, lens that I that I looked at this through. I'm not like, oh, here's a cool feature from another FPS or another Metroidvania that I re- really like. There's a couple of those kind of examples, <laughs> but for the most part, it's more. Yeah. But for the most part, it's more just like, hey, these are general trends that I've noticed in modern modern games that I think would work really well for Metroid. Mm-hmm. And in a future episode, I might talk about how to specifically take those trends and give a unique Metroid twist to it to make it feel to make it feel really unique. But that's not really that's not really what the goal of today is. Today is more so like what can Metroid Prime learn in 2024? You know, mm-hmm. you know, there have been literal the tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of games released, you know, since that first Metroid Prime. And, you know, gaming has made substantial leaps, you know, not just on, um, you know, not just on a graphical front, but, you know, 
in just a philosophical on a design front. Like we approach game design so much differently than we did, you know, two decades ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, depending on some people that could be worse in some areas, it could be better for some areas. Obviously we're going to be looking at, you know, the better aspects and, you know, how Metroid prime four can be the ultimate Metroid prime. game. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. So I feel like on that note, I, I honestly want to hear what you have to say, maybe not in the entirety, but I would love to hear your first point or maybe the first thing you'd want to, uh, to jump into. Cause uh, I couldn't have said that better myself. Okay, well, yeah, well, let's get started. So this one isn't really, this doesn't really have to do with game design. This is more have to do with hardware, but not from a graphical standpoint. So obviously, obviously Metroid Prime 4 is going to look beautiful. Retro Studios, they never fail to disappoint okay. when it comes to visuals. But yeah. um, when it comes to the modern uh, hardware, the um, PS5, Xbox Series X, you know, obviously uh, PC, uh, we've now moved to gaming with solid state memory, whereas the Switch still uses uh, flash memory. And uh, that has given us uh, beautiful, beautifully fast loading times. And I was especially uh, reminded of this um, during my Prince of Persia playthrough, where literally, if you die during Prince of Persia, literally you'll wait like maybe a second at most, and then you're just immediately respawn at your last save point. You could just start, start, you know, right there again, which is awesome. As much as I love Metroid Dread, those loading times in comparison, they're certainly not bad, but they, it's, it is no solid state loading. And while we don't know what the Switch 2 is, you know, you know what the Switch 2 is going to be spec wise, I'm feeling pretty confident, especially with some of the reports we heard out of VGC with the demos that were at Gamescom, that this will have some sort of solid state memory. And so I'm really hoping that Metroid Prime 4 takes advantage of faster loading times. Yeah, I think there's a good appeal for like a, a more of a snappiness to Metroid Prime, I think, in general. I don't think it necessarily has to be faster, right? But I think certainly a gripe for maybe people who are fans of the genre who maybe don't necessarily vibe with Metroid Prime is because it's a, it's a slower experience. But it's not just slower in gameplay. It's slower in doors, waiting for doors to load or pulling up the menu and figuring this out. Maybe just how Samus moves around the, you know, the, the game itself and interacts with the, in the environment. There is a bit of a sluggishness to it for better or for worse. And I definitely am totally down for at least in some regards, speeding that experience up a little bit, even if it's just in the menus loading, you know, making doors open quicker and loading the next area quicker and, and getting through entire, you know, certain portions of the game without having to sit on loading screens. So I'm sure no one's going to argue against that, but I do think that, you know, in that specific way, in that lens, looking at it in that way, um, it's important, I think, to making it just a more digestible experience. Even if the gameplay is going to be kind of slower, more, you know, thoughtful in the way you just kind of take things in at a slower pace compared to other FPS games, at least the rest of the game should still have this kind of snappiness to it so you can move through it at, you know, a smooth pace. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you could even do stuff with, like, um, with, like, the elevators, which I actually... I actually really like the elevators in Prime, so I'm certainly not knocking anything down. Like, I it's... think the elevators should stay. I love seeing like the. I I I, I the like I like the ambience like, and the atmosphere. And yeah, you ride up and down. The ambience and the atmosphere of the elevators is so special. Yeah. Like I don't want those to go away, but I feel like there's you know you could all you could also find a way to incorporate like SSDs into that as well, and to um, enhance the experience even further. I don't know how that would be because again, I wouldn't change that for the base Metroid Prime, but maybe Metroid Prime Four. Has something else they can do with it yeah i mean 
I, I hope that the hardware can support more of that stuff. And I feel like even Metroid Prime Remastered was uh, an improvement from the originals, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. So, moving Yeah, right yeah, pretty much every... Yeah, pretty much every... The only door that I think had even a tiny bit of, like, loading was that uh that infamous Artifact Temple door, which used to take, like, 10 seconds. I think in Prime Remastered it takes, like, maybe a second at most, maybe, maybe just a little bit less. But all the other ones open instantly. And, you know, I was just talking... You know, I was, you know, during our Prime 3 episode, I played that on Dolphin and playing that on an SSD like that fixes all the loading times in that game. And so it's it's awesome. See, on the other hand, though, you could modernize it by allowing Samus to watch TikTok in game. And that's about 10 seconds. It's true. So if you have a long yeah, door, yeah, have a subway have a... surfers playing during all the elevator sequence. <laughs> you laugh, but I feel like that would genuinely improve some people's playing experience. If they actually <laughs> had that. Um, it would probably improve mine. So, all right, I definitely agree with that. That's uh, something I would love for it to take. But I feel like, yeah, as you mentioned, that's more of a hardware thing than a, than a Metroid Prime thing specifically. Um, along that note, I feel like kind of I want to one of the things that I've I think mentioned on the show before, but one thing that I would love for Samus to take from its contemporaries, and I think this kind of goes along with in terms of just the the overall game feel and whether or not it feels smooth or stiff or clunky or whatever, is giving Samus more agency to do stuff in close quarters. Which, you know, taking from like 2D Metroids, melee counters, being able to melee in general, um, being able to use finishers and all that stuff. I think with Metroid Prime, the idea in general so far, aside from maybe like Prime 3 where you can like grapple shields and all of that, right? Um, you're either like kind of using your general arsenal or you have to drop into morph ball mode, drop bombs or kind of get out of there. And at least to me, I feel like it would feel more natural and more more authentic if Samus could have more agency and more able ways to defend herself while on her feet without having to bug out into morph ball mode so quickly. I kind of like that more as a desperation option where like, oh, I really got to get out of here. I got to go into morph ball mode. I got to drop a bomb. I got to boost ball out of here, whatever it is. But rather, instead of going that far every time, you're getting, you know, attacked by a ton of stuff, something... Unless it's like a Metroid latching onto you, right? Which classic, let me go into morph ball mode and, and bomb it off. But aside from that, um, I think it'd be great to be able to melee here and there and be able to maybe grapple and, and kind of maybe like bring back, like maybe kind of reincorporate smashes like Zero Suit Plasma Whip and use the plasma like beam as like a whip or something. Like being able to melee with just the arm cannon, being able to uh counter like you can in the 2d metroids all that stuff i think gives more depth to the gameplay and i think makes more sense but i think that's one of the first things that comes to mind immediately is giving samus more of that agency outside of her general just like like gun range that she's kind of always at for most of her weapons i don't want to spoil a future episode too much but let's just say that i have uh, i have some grapple <laughs> beam plans that you might enjoy the grapple beam as more of i think about it is literally <laughs> the most underutilized and like has so much potential for a Metroid game that I really hope they, they use the absolute heck out of it in prime four, but continue. Yeah. Uh, I, I pretty much agree with you. And like, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's on my list too. I feel like we've both talked about how much we wanted. Um, we want melee combat in prime four on like multiple episodes now. And I totally agree. Um, I don't just want like a melee button, like, mm. you know, there's some first person shooters, you know, you have your melee button and it's, it's just that, that, I want Metroid to have melee options. I want I want there to be different scenarios where you use melee depending on the context. You know, you meant you brought up like not just a standard melee attack. You also brought up like other M style finishers, which I think would be super awesome. I feel I like I feel funny. like there's yeah, I feel like there's a way that you could like almost hybridize that with like, you know, the Doom Eternal finishers. 
um you know maybe do like um something something like that where like the en the enemy is at is at the end of their thing you do a finisher and then maybe you get like more health as re as a result kind of like in doom um but the camera still pans out in third person like those other end finishers yeah i i feel i yeah i feel like you want to keep that third person for the finishers especially especially if samus is you know being acrobatic and doing you know 100%. Those power bombs and those classic wrestling moves. Yeah, exactly, and it already makes sense because she already go. You already go into third person for morph balls anyway. Um, so yeah, I 100 percent agree. I would. I think the melee counter and finishers from you know the 2D Metroids from Other M make so much sense for Prime. They really ha like that's contemporary Metroid. I think at this point you kind of have to bring that in. And I think you have another layer of of enemy type too, and you're able to like, you know, counter them and like, or shrug them off with a melee attack and then follow up with a quick shot or something like, just like you can in the 2d Metroid. So I, I hope that comes yeah, maybe, over. You, maybe using that third person kind of pullout view, you could also um, incorporate like assassinations that you see in like a couple of FPS. Mm. I know, mm. I know Halo used to be big into assassinations. Metro uh, the modern assassinations Call of Duty's would be sick. Like, you, crawl, <laughs> you, like morph you morph all up to a space pirate and then just like un uncurl and just like, do some crazy and like oh man yes a hundred percent yeah no i i think that's the thing is i think when i go back when i played metro prime remastered that was the thing it was you're either like effective at like medium to long range but if something's right really close to you you pretty much have to continue to spam or go into morph ball and it, and it does kind of contribute to this feeling of i don't have as much freedom as i feel like i should with like this this really strong powerful character i should samus should be able to whack someone over the head with their arm cannon i think like that's something i feel like she would probably do we watched the the manga and or, i feel like she does that <laughs> or we read it you know like <laughs> or perhaps and you know maybe or maybe i'm not spoiling another idea maybe you know you could do a charge shot in your hand if you're being swarmed with enemies you yeah. you slam it into the ground and create an AOE blast to get everyone exactly. off you. Maybe do a little stun, uh, a little stun effect. So you could you could do that with maybe a frozen version of that gun and freeze the ground, or make you know like ah, oh, there's so much potential potential you could kind of incorporate the nearby services with not just the morph ball, but also what you can do in first person with uh, Samus on her feet. So yeah, that's that's something that always comes to mind for me, giving Samus a little bit more agency on her feet before she has to go into morph ball mode when things kind of get hot in close quarters so all right absolutely uh let me uh let me hear another one from you all right so metroid prime in 2002 was one of the most what's what's the word i'm looking for the world the world was one of the most lifelike worlds in the sense that it felt like you could interact the the world you and the world were interacting on a level that you just hadn't seen in games before. You know, you land on Talon 4 and like the rain is like dripping on your arm can in your visor. You know, you, you know, the steam, the, you know, the steam and bug guts and everything goes on, you know, um, inter interacts Very with you. You know, you yeah. walk in the plants and like the grass, you know, the grass will like interact with, with you on certain, on certain surfaces if you step on it. Um, and, you know, and, and that was like incredible for the time. And, you know, in primary mastered, you know, it looks even better now. You know, now the fog isn't just a mere JPEG. Now it's like, you know, you you have like actual like video footage of, of it actually interacting. Mm -hmm. But that being said, you know, we, we've seen we've seen a lot more impressive tech in games, including, you know, stuff like Breath of the Wild, where it's like every facet of that world is interactable. And there's like a whole physics system and there's, you know, 
uh, a fire system where you know if you you catch a little blade of grass on fire, you can actually start like a forest fire or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, there's so there's so much cool stuff going on. And well, I I don't think Metroid Prime Four should go that far because I don't I feel like that kind of physics system where it's that influential into the gameplay is almost counterintuitive to Metroid. I think there are other avenues where we can take the world and make it feel even more lifelike in 2024. Um, make because for me. As much as I love Breath of the Wild and the interactivity of the world, the world doesn't feel like a character as much as Talon 4 does. And I think that character is super important for a Metroid Prime game. That world has to feel like a character. And that is what I want to is that is what I want to see. I want to see a, a that's what that is what I want to see. I want to see Metroid Prime 4 fully realize a planetary character, not in a literal sense, but in in this figurative sense. Does the do you get what I'm, what I'm, what I'm smoking? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I get. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, you definitely want to okay. have the the environment, the setting of the the story play that larger role in in the game overall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You you actually kind of touched on two like two of my remaining points for this, so I'm I'm happy that you did. Um, yeah, I I think so. Because I feel like you threw a, a big one out there. I think on one hand, um, yes, I would love for Samus to kind of have more of like an impact on the world around her and have that kind of world itself be shaped and, and be a character that changes over time and and has its own unique identity. I think that's kind of along the lines of, of what you're kind of getting at, right, is, is, is having that larger role in the story by it changing and being affected by what happens in the story and, and having more of an influence on, on the overall course of the plot of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and even just, you know, even just, even just more subtle things, like maybe like, 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 I don't know, maybe like you're just, I want to, I want to see more interactivity in the world on a subtle level, just more subtle details, stuff like the kind of details you wouldn't even notice but like you feel okay. does that make sense no that definitely yeah yeah you want to feel like you know like if you're walking in the snow maybe there's footprints behind you as you walk by or something stuff like that like is that is that kind of the level mm -hmm, yeah, yeah stuff like that stuff stuff that you wouldn't even you wouldn't notice but you just you feel something about this world feels you want to feel alive. immersive and i yeah, and I know I know immersive is such a cliched, overused term, but like, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I I definitely feel you there. I feel like Metro Prime already does like a really good job of that. I hope it it, it, it does. More. It does a it does a phenomenal job already. Yeah. But I think in twenty twenty four we can go even further. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. The the kind of the point I was uh, making too. I think along the lines of it is I I would one of the things I think Metro we talked about this on the show many times before, but. One of the things that Metro does well, especially in Metroid Prime, but is having like a setting or a world you go through and it changes over time. And then you get to like re-explore it as it's changed in a new way. And it kind of you go through it in a different way. Obviously, like biggest example of that is like uh, Frigate Orpheon in, in Metroid Prime. You go through it at the beginning of the game, you go back after its crash and you go through it in reverse underwater. And it's a really you know memorable experience. I, I really hope that Metroid Prime 4 leans more into not only that, but also having it be influenced by Samus specifically. I would love to see Samus, like, 
on a macro level kind of change the world around her more often and kind of experience that and like go through and see kind of how her actions change the world um on a more specific level i would love like more environmental destruction in metroid specifically um where Mm -hmm. you're able to destroy buildings and stuff and and go through it and kind of as you go through your mission see all the stuff you're kind of destroying to get things done and and things you're breaking open to to progress i would love more general environmental destruction i think to facilitate that as well yeah i you know i think that would be really so you know that kind of reminds me so in Prime 3, you know, you can see the shield generators before and after you destroy them, but you don't really interact. You you interact with them with your gunship from a distance. It would be really cool to, like, see stuff that you interact with personally. Like, maybe you fire a super missile at a large structure and it causes that structure to fall. And then maybe later on in the game, you're on a cliffside and you see an overhang of that structure that you destroyed beforehand. And I think there's even, you know, and I, I, th- I think that's like a, a fairly mini example. I think you go even more in depth with that, but I, I think I, yeah. I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like I, two examples that I think uh, that helped me kind of wrap my head around it, uh, both from the, the original Metroid prime. Uh, if you remember how to get the, the wave buster and Chozo ruins, you go to the tower of light and you have to destroy the cracked sections of the pillar to make it like fall. And you like can access the platforms and climb all the way up and get it. In my head, I was like, well, Metro Prime 4, imagine like by doing that, it toppled the entire Tower of Light and like destroyed a portion of the ruins and like opened up a whole new area. And like there were larger consequences for doing that, because as a kid, I always remember doing that. I'm like, how is this? How is this tower standing? By me, what I'm doing, like that doesn't in game it makes <laughs> sense, but that was always something that I thought was funny. And I was thinking about this episode. I was like, but Im- imagine like 2024, you did that and instead of it just being like a gamey, like oh yeah, you it, it perfectly falls in place. What if like you got to the top and like by doing all that, it, you had to rush out before it collapses and it completely changes the whole Chozo ruins and you destroy it. It opens up all new paths and all that kind of stuff. Like that is the kind of stuff that I would love to see in Metroid Prime Four. Um, and it could be something, and because it's an optional upgrade, it could be something that you just never experience on your playthrough too. Exactly, I like that. Yes. Um, another example is like when you go to get the um, the artifact in the control tower area, Fendrana drifts, and you got to shoot and knock the tower over, and that actually does open up a little path to get you to the artifact. But I'm like, oh, imagine if it like went through the whole like lab and opened it up and like stuff like gets out and now you have like all the pirates running around and trying to keep things in and you're like now fighting out on the outside of the lab like that kind of stuff where it all of a sudden changes the world forever for the game and now and it's your result of what samus does not just like for some other reason you know because the yeah like what if yeah because the yeah because the tower is like surrounded by fuel canisters like what if that created like a fuel leak and you have to contend with that fuel leak in the pirate base now yeah. And that becomes a hazard for both you and the pirates you're fighting. Yeah, I think on, like, two levels, it's, like, I would love to see just, like, the stuff that, like, the the examples I'm citing, but on a bigger scale with more impact. And then also kind yes. of that physics stuff that you're mentioning of, like, this thing catches on fire. How do you deal with that? Like, this thing gets out, you know, that kind of, like, the more spontaneous physics kind of stuff mm-hmm. and interactivity that you're looking for as well. Like even the, like that, that example you mentioned, like, Oh, grass going on fire for a little bit, having to deal with that. Like maybe that's a bit too much, but I think that would actually be a really cool idea. Like having the toxic grass, like catch on fire and all oh, that path is now out of the way. Like you got to kind of put it out or go a different kind of route or something like that could be really fun. But I would also love more of that semi scripted or fully scripted, like damage you can do to an environment, but have larger consequences for it and more impact 
on like what you're doing. Like if I'm do if I'm scaling a whole tower, destroying those stuff, have that tower crash. You know, if I'm fighting a boss like outside in the Chozo ruins and I blow up the side of a building, like how sick would it be if that just building like we're just blowing up the whole rest of the game and I have this like like don't make it so you can just, mm -hmm. just level everything. It would obviously make it too easy to get to stuff, but have a little bit. That, more. That's another. That's an that's another thing. So in the Metroid Prime games, like after you leave two rooms, the room behind you like completely resets again, like nothing happened. You know, except for like you know like a missile door. Like maybe there's a specific passage that you unlock that like stays perma unlocked. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you know, you know the enemies res respawn, uh, the the health crates respawn, everything. It would be really cool to like have to like really face the changes that you made to have like more yeah. permanence and more. You know, I feel like that would really have the effect that you really are you know, impacting this world on, on a more substantial level. How, I know it'd be like just a ridiculous use of memory, but like, how cool would it be if like you, like you killed something <laughs> and it like stayed, their corpse just stayed there for the rest of the game. Like you killed a space pirate and you just had to run by it every time you backtrack. It's, a, it's just always, it, it's the Starfield potatoes, baby. <laughs> I think that kind of stuff is cool. I think showing like what's like, what Samus is capable of in a positive and not necessarily negative way, but just like kind of seeing the other alternate results of like, the bodies you leave behind or the scars on the world you leave behind is I think kind of a powerful and, and, and potent thing that could be harnessed. Yeah. Hey, as long as we still get 60 FPS, no, that's go for that's it. Knock thing. yourself if, out. If it's at the cost of 60 <laughs> FPS or something like that, then like, yeah, eh, maybe not. But if it, if we could somehow do it, <laughs> maybe on switch three, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just want to say real quick. I think that kind of stuff was made me think of like battlefield or like the more recent, uh, the finals where you have that kind of more, destruction samus is mm -hmm. strong you know and powerful i want to see that kind of stuff um i had i had one more point because i think you maybe have a bit more and i want to only cover it because you kind of also touched on it in your last one um which was like more interactivity in terms of maybe like items and abilities and whatnot and that's mm -hmm. what i think i would love this and this goes back to like the, the my love for the grapple beam i really hope that metro prime 4 allows us to use Samus's items and uh, abilities and upgrades, you know, and give them more utility outside of their intended use. Right. And not being so like shoehorned and like they either work for this purpose or they don't, it doesn't work. Um, so give me a kind of that more like breath of the, not necessarily breath of the wild, but like that kind of feel of like you could put all these different things together, all these different combos or use them in these different situations to really make the game feel more open. And I always think of the, the grapple beam when you play Metroid Prime games. Uh, what I loved about Metroid Prime 3 is you're able to create, like, more grapple points for yourself or, like, uh, grapple shields and, and stuff like that. But in, like, Metroid Prime 1, for example, unless you see a grapple hook, it, the grapple beam does not do anything, <laughs> you know? Like, but I should be able to, like, grapple to, like, any surface or, like, use it as a whip or, like, lay a trap with it or something and pull it out from someone underneath an enemy and, and lasso them in or something like that. Um, I should be able to do more with... Like the super missile, I should be able to take down more stuff. I should be able to do more with my ship, like maybe give it extra, like hard reinforcement so I can ram it into stuff to open things. Like I should be able to go beyond the initial intended purpose. And I think that would be a really fun way to make the game feel more open where like, here's a grapple beam. You could use it on these grapple points. But if you put a little bit more thought into what it can actually be, be used for, you can think of all these other surfaces you can pull yourself to or items you can pull or traps you can lay or attacks you can do um, outside of just the generic kind of what the game intended for you to use that upgrade for. So I think that is one of the most important things that Metroid Prime 4 should do. And I'm curious what you think about that because it seems like you have a response.
Dak, I am so excited for our Prime 4 episode because you are going to lose your mind. It sounds like that, it's is gonna be all, that is all I'm going to say. That's all I, that is all I can say. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, go ahead. So what do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hyping I'm gonna be hyping up this episode. It could be the next episode. It could be a month from now. Who knows? But I don't think it's the next episode. But it's going to be soon. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, again, I, uh, I, I very much agree with you. And, um, yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, great. so I got, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad. So, you uh, yes, indeed. Um, I have two more. Okay. Uh, on here. One of them are actually both, both of them I feel like are pretty obvious, but, uh, maybe we can go into a bit more detail than what I have bullet, bullet pointed here. So this kind of goes, um, this kind of goes with the melee attack options and like when we're talking about like modern, you know, just modernized FPS stuff and that's uh, movement options. You know, nowadays, you know, you play an FPS and pretty much it's a standardized feature if you're playing an FPS with mild platforming even that you'll have a man that you'll have a, cl a clamoring and a mantling ability now and stuff like that. So, you know, stuff that, you know, just wasn't, you know, stuff that just wasn't available like two decades ago. And now... I I I, I want to say I'm pretty confident Metroid Prime Four will at least have clamoring, but I think I think having mantling would also be really cool. Which um for those who don't know what mantling is, that's basically when you hop over waist high cover without losing your momentum when you're running. Mm -hmm. And I think Prime Four, um, because even even Metroid Dread has um automatic mantling if you go over something that's one block in height, which I which I think looks sick as hell. Even even Other M has mantling technically, <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think I think Prime Four could really benefit from stuff like that. We also talked about stuff like um, how uh, Metroid maybe could bring back wall running, which I think would be super sick. We talked about that on uh, episodes before, and uh, you know maybe maybe I have uh, something more unique in the future to again bring that Metroid twist into that. But again, that is uh, we'll save that for later. Yeah, so th I think this is really interesting because on one hand it's like. There's certainly a valid uh, thought to, you know, Metroid Prime, you don't want it to be a game where you can just run through and blaze through everything and not look at anything and, and not take in the sights or take in the lore or take in the game or whatever it is. And I think that's a totally valid, you know, thought. Like, you don't want to make it so Samus is too fast or too nimble or whatever it is. On the other hand, I think it's definitely equally as valid, and I definitely agree with making the game, in terms of controlling Samus and Metroid Prime, feel more fluid. You know, being able to maybe sprint for a short period when it's necessary, being able to clamber up a corner because you're right there and she has a hands and, and an arm cannon, she should, be, she should be able to grab it. Or being able to mantle, like you said, so she can fluidly continue to move forward without having to run around something awkwardly or just jump in place. Because um, Metroid Prime does, in comparison to other modern FPS games, feel a bit stiff, you know? I think adding, like, dual analog controls to Metroid Prime Remastered made it feel so much better. And if you play it on, like, Dolphin with mouse and keyboard, it feels so much better because you can look around freely and you don't feel so stiffly like having to look forward to know where you're like you can move forward and look around and not have to like look at your feet, you know, with the stiff tank controls. But on the other hand, the game still feels kind of, you know, a bit more sluggish. On the other hand, on the other other hand, maybe that's kind of how the game should be. So I, I've always been kind of undecided on this. Like, should Metroid Prime be faster? Should she have more movement controls? I think it comes down to, like, making her feel more fluid. So maybe she shouldn't be, like, sprinting super fast. But, yeah, I agree. Maybe she should be able to just grab a ledge and be able to clamber up because 
that makes sense and that feels fluid. It doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to still blaze through the entire game no problem, but it makes the game feel a bit more smoother and a bit more fluid. So, um, yeah, I agree. I just don't, I hope it doesn't lose that kind of like slower pace to it. But on the other hand, I don't mind. Maybe, maybe it would be cool to have her be able to move through the game a little faster. I personally think that we can both have our cake and eat it too in this, in this scenario. I think, I think the key to Metroid Prime Four is you give the option of fast movement. You you still have your you still have your base you know kind of Metroid Prime One speed. Maybe the base speed is like a, a little bit faster, and you know you have those modernized enhancements. But then you also have certain options you know that does you know increase the speed that does increase that does increase the flow. And then what you do is you have you fill the game with sections that if you are really invested in the world that forces you to stop and kind of take it all in or that really catches your attention. And those are don't to me like that's like that that's my favorite thing when games do. You know, nobody likes, you know, nobody likes and this was like a huge um issue in like early shooters during the 360 and PS3 era where the game will force your character into a walking animation during a mandatory dialogue section. And even if you're interested in in what the characters have to say, Nobody likes nobody likes having the control forced away from you, but having a moment where you can still you can still go off and do whatever you want, but something that catches your attention and you choose to investigate it. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the best feelings a game can do. And I feel like Prime 4 um, has a big opportunity um, to do something like that. You fill the world with those moments where, you know, you know, maybe you've played the game 10 times or maybe it's your first time. And you just you aren't you aren't in that invested. You care about the raw gameplay, the ones and zeros. You can you can go off and do whatever you want, but if you are invested in that world, you do have that opportunity to stop and investigate and appreciate the world and get engrossed into this character. And you, at the same time, you don't lose off you lose out on that momentum and that speed. I that's the thing is I think there should be that kind of element or maybe not should be, but there's so much potential for that kind of speed and momentum you could have that you have in 2D Metroids and Metroid Prime as well. Because that's the thing is it feels natural in 2D Metroids and maybe you want to maintain that kind of chiller, calmer feel for Metroid Prime to give them that kind of contrast. But on the other hand, I'm like looking at 2D Metroid and being like, oh, I wish I could move with that kind of speed in Metroid Prime. Mm -hmm. But I, I would love to have the option. I would love to be able to like keep it chill, keep it casual. But if you want to, you know, really chug through it and really, you know, move and, and lightning through, you know, the game and really kind of feel like you're just in full control at a high speed and just like blaze through it. Like I would love that option as well. Cause I think that's also a lot of fun. One thing I'll, I'll actually give a Metroid dread example here. So obviously, you know, dread, you know, it definitely doesn't have as much of a, an immersive world as like any, all three of the prime games, you know, those are on like a whole other level and, and the movement speed does pl play a role into that as well. And you know, how you interpret and interact with the world. Mm -hmm. But there's one specific moment in dread that I, and I'm pretty sure most players stopped running and take a look at when we encountered it. And that was when we encountered the dead experiment, uh, Z 57, uh, that moment yeah. where you just, yeah, you leave the Emmy room and there's just this hulking deceased creature being electrocuted and you just kind of pause. You're, you're, you're kind of shocked. You're like, Whoa, well that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it's, it sticks out. It leaves it. It leaves an impact on you. And at that point, you don't even realize that you're going to fight that thing later. It's just something that's just, it, it, it stands out. It catches your attention. You want to investigate it. And I feel like Prime 4 can still have can have 
several of those moments spread out through the world without sacrificing movement. Okay. I, I, I think that's actually a good point. Yeah, there are definitely ways to, even when you're maybe a player that just wants to like fly through it, to make you stop and smell the roses and be like, whoa, take something in. Whether it's, you know, through a really awesome environment or cutscene or whatever it is. So I think at the end of the day, options are better. That's so, And if I can play it multiple different kind of ways, that gives me that replayability where the first time I play Metro Prime 4, I'm not going to be running through it. I'm going to take it in both because I don't know where I'm going and because it's going to be new. And maybe down the line, I'm going to go back in and maybe take some pictures with screenshots, whatever it is. But there are going to be other times where I want to kind of speed run it a little bit or, or I know where I'm going. That's actually why it was cool to play Metro Prime Remastered or like playing it on Dolphin is because I've played the game so many times in the original controls or the Wii controls that like it still feels kind of slow. And then when you kind of go back with the new controls and the new look, you kind of like even when you take and st you know stop and look at everything, it was cool to be like, oh, I know where I'm going. I can like now even get to where I'm going faster because I know it and I feel like less restrained in doing so. So, yeah, I think you can definitely kind of have your cake and eat it, too. And I hope we do, because that would be great for Metroid Prime 4. Um, all right, Doom, you said you had one more point after that. What do you got? Yeah. You know, you mentioned a very relevant word to this next one, and that's options. Dak, let me tell you, man, I love me some options. You know, options okay. are so good because it means so many different players uh, of all preferences and skill levels. Um, can be able to uh, enjoy a game in their own unique ways. And I think especially for Metroid as a niche series is very important to appeal to as many players as possible. But at the same time, I'm selfish. I want a Metroid game. I don't want I, I don't want I don't want Metroid to become something that I don't want it to be. I want it to still be Metroid, but to still be able to appeal to a large audience. So that's where I think okay. options really comes in handy. And especially I've seen this with, you know, a lot of games in general, but especially after playing Prince of Persia, I think, and unfortunately, this one's probably the least likely because it's Nintendo we're talking about. But one of the one of the biggest surprises was Prime with Prime Remastered was the surprising amount of accessibility options that we would have never expected from a modern Nintendo game. And I'm really hoping that with Retro Studios at the helm, we can take that a step further to create a really to a really meaty metroid experience for the hardcore fans while also providing a lot of onboarding um for new fans who have probably never played a metroid game or even a metroidvania in their entire life while still being able to provide that same core experience at the end of the day okay um do you have any like examples of like that kind of options or like you're just looking for more like metroid prime remastered like give me any kind of way to you know, change my controls or how it looks or change my heads up display or like, are you even talking more like being able to change like, uh, what side, uh, control, like arm cannon she's using or what my suit looks like. You're just talking full customization controls. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, um, so, I'll, so I'll, I'll give a, a quick example from Prince of Persia and then I'll also, um, Again, I, I guess I'll spoil some stuff from our, our future episode from one of my sheets. But starting with Prince of Persia, and may, maybe you heard of this, maybe, maybe you haven't, but there is a really cool feature in the game. So Metroid, uh, Metroid Samus Returns introduced the pin system to Metroid, where you could, you know, take pins and put it on different points in the map. Dread brought it back. Prince of Persia also has a pin system as well, but they have something else that I think is really cool. Um, it's it's the eye of something. I can't remember the exact name. It's uh, but basically what it does 
is it takes a uh, it takes a snapshot of wherever you are in the world and it puts a pin uh, an automatic pin on the map and you get 10 of these and then when you're on the map you hover over the pin and it will show you the snapshot that you took and it's and what's really cool about that is it allows you to immediately take a picture of um of something that's out of reach and you can see specifically you know what you need to get in reach of it later to see if you have it or yet because because typically you leave a pin on a map and you're like oh that's some place that i couldn't access before but you know maybe you can't remember what the obstacle was but with this snapshot feature you can see that in real time on the map wherever you are and be like oh i have that i have that upgrade now i can probably access that or oh no i still don't have that upgrade i can i can still leave that alone for now i think stuff like that is really cool that's a, I, I also before think before um, you go ahead I, that yeah, is go I think a great feature i think that would be perfect for metro yeah it makes so much sense like you're walking around doing scans and whatnot you should be able to like take a picture with her visor save that for later so next time you're in that area you can pull it up and be like oh this was here this was here i think it'd even be cooler yeah. if, like she had like a replay feature like imagine you could like record a portion of something and play back that clip so the la next time you go through it you like remember how you did it or like oh i had to go here like i'm i'm in this huge like or like super high tech you know suit and I, it doesn't have a capture card you know like i should be able to like take a little bit of footage from my adventure and play it back or like have it from a last thing or a run or like oh i had to do it this way so here's the footage like play it in a little like picture in picture while i'm playing the game like having little things like that where you can even have the screenshot like pinned to her visor like heads up display while you're playing so you could take a look as you're going through that'd be really cool so I 100% agree. That's a great idea. I would love to see. Yeah, that. I think I think that's a great idea. Uh, another idea I had was um uh introductory topography. So Dak, how how much have you played Metroid Prime Hunters, uh the single player at least? Um I mean, I don't know. I I've probably I'm sure put many hours into it. I don't know. <laughs> like, you uh, know, so so do you know what I'm talking about when I mention the um the glowing blue pillars that kind of like guide your way? Do you know do you know what I'm talking about when I when I reference those? It, I think so. But Yeah, so like so like you land on Celestial Archives and um and then you go through that that kind of tower room where it's that one multiplayer map. Oh, okay, uh, and yeah, it's like yeah. three and it's like three of those stacked on each other. Right. And you can get you can get you can get the doors confused. Um but one set of doors will have like, you know, um you know, two sets of like glowing blue like yeah, okay. um poles next to him. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that is what I mean when I say introductory topography. Well, like maybe the main game of Metroid Prime Four doesn't feature stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then, but you know, for the intro, you know, if you're playing it for the first time, you can turn that on, and maybe there will be extra stuff in the environment that kind of you know more naturally points the way for you and stuff like that. Okay, so you're talking about like more sign like at least on the first playthrough, more signs of like where to go or this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stuff like without like a waypoint outright telling you where to go. Although I think that should also be an option, but like, I feel like this is also like a good middle ground if you don't want the waypoint, but you, you also don't want, you know, I don't want to say like to be completely blind, but you know, you want the game to be, you know, show their hand a little bit more, I guess. Got it. So, so you want it for at least for like newer players or on the first playthrough, like, at least have the environment tell you a bit more of where you might be able to to go and get yeah, a bit more yeah. hints without it being and like here's a waypoint here's the next place blah blah, blah. I got yes it. yes and it would be an optional toggle that you could do at any time so if you're like you know what actually this is a little bit too easy i don't know if i like this i want to i want to 
I want to play the real game the way it was meant to be played. Turn that off in real time and play the rest of the game that way. Or maybe maybe you are playing that. You're like, ah, actually, I'm getting pretty lost. I feel like an idiot. Maybe I do need uh, some of the some of this extra help. Turn turn it on immediately. Work with that. And I, I feel like I feel like even the difficulty options, because I feel like that's like pretty standard in games today. Just being able to change the difficulty on the fly during your regular playthrough. I feel like if you change the difficulty to a lower one, then I feel like your completion time should reflect the lowest difficulty you did during that playthrough. But I think you should still be able to do it in real time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally get you. I think especially for lower difficulties, yeah, it wouldn't be bad to like maybe have like a stronger highlight on the door you're supposed to take or like this pathway, the, I don't know, the, the, let's say there was phasing somehow in prime four, prime four, there's the phasing algae is glowing a little stronger here. Something like that. Um, I've, <laughs> I've always, not that I'm a game developer or anything, but I, I like the school design of put enemies where you're supposed to go school. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, not that I would lose sleep over having like, you know, the big yellow square showing you where to go for something like that. But I, I've always think it's like if you feel like the game maybe makes it a little too difficult or too easy to get lost and too difficult to find the right way, put some more enemies where they're you're gonna have to go, and people will usually go in that direction. So I, I prefer that, but I'm not I'm not against that. I think I mean obviously Metroid Prime as a series, but I think Metroid in general, environmental storytelling is one of its strong suits, and certainly guiding the player to more of the game, more of the story, whatever it is, more of the gameplay is is to its benefit by using that environmental storytelling to kind of guide them. So definitely down with that. I, I think that's what, and that goes back to your um, point earlier of making this, the setting the world more of a character and more involved and whatnot and having more interaction. It goes both ways, not just the player interacting with the world, but the world interacting with the player and having more yes. of that interactivity of the world kind of showing you where to go by maybe this thing changes in a certain way, or these enemies show up in a certain way or whatever it is. Um, makes metroid i think what it is and, and metroid's really strong so uh is one of metroid's strong suits so yeah i would love to see more of that in prime 4 and i think uh, i wouldn't be against that in 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 prime 4 but i i'm also not against more metroid prime 4 combat so throw some more enemies in my path in my path and i'll be happy as well yeah i have a few other accessibility uh, option ideas as well but I'm gonna stop there for now because you know I gotta gotta save some content for the future video. I will on that point though. I will say please for Metro Prime Four, if you're gonna give me sensitivity options and you should, please let me do it on like a digital adjustable yes. thing and not like a wheel that's vague and doesn't match up specifically. <laughs> like just let's just some some things stuff like options and setting in the menu. That you can copy from other games, as far as I'm concerned. Like, like, make it good like another game has made it, you know? Like, maybe not necessarily the gameplay, but if another game knows how to make the colorblind mode right or the, the adjustments for, you know, your your sensitivity on your controls, yeah, copy-paste that. That's not a big deal to me. Um, so, I would that, that in that regard, modernization, please make the back end of the game options-wise as modern as possible, yes. Um, I would also say, and... And unfortunately, Prince of Persia is also guilty of this, but this is like a super minor nitpick. But have all of the accessibility options or just any toggle option in general, like it doesn't necessarily have to be accessibility, but all all the ways that you can customize your gameplay, mm-hmm. have that both in the main menu and in the pause yes. menu. Don't have some stuff only yes. available one place and avail- and exclusively available in the other. Have it across the board. Because it's really confusing otherwise. Because you you think you've discovered everything, and it's like nope, you you gotta you gotta double check to make sure you didn't miss something. 
Yeah, the settings should be the same menu-wise, no matter where you access it. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, okay. Well, we have actually crossed over the, the, at least according to what we're recording, over the hour mark here. So I think we can wrap things up. Uh, we don't want to take too much from our coming soon Metroid Prime 4 episodes, so I don't want to ask you for too many more ideas here, dude. But I think we covered a good amount of topics, and I think we kind of, at this point, got a general consensus of, like, from a macro level, like what we're looking Metro Prime 4 to take in terms of modernization, um, aside from maybe just outright like a lot of customization, which is something else that we've talked about on the show before and using the ship more and stuff like that. Um, but I think we covered a good amount of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if, if I'm being realistic, again, like I'm sure that once we do um, get around to that episode, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to go through any any. I'm not gonna be able to go through that whole doc, even with the <laughs> light spoilers I gave today. So I, I know you. I'm not worried about that at all. I know you have a lot of stuff, but I mean, also, yeah, that, that's a that's a YouTube video waiting to happen. That's what that is, which I'm excited for. Um, but also, maybe Metro Prime Four gets revealed before we even get to it, and we don't have to speculate anymore. That's that's what I think excites me the most. Is we've been talking about what we want from Metro Prime Four. I think for for years at this point right we've done a bunch of episodes on it but like there's gonna be a point where eventually we get to actually talk about what they're showing us and i think i think it's coming soon if i'm mm -hmm. feeling good i'm excited about it so i, I hope it's we you know because i think we've kind of talked a lot about what we want from metro prime 4 i think we're ready to talk about what it is so i, I am nervous about the music admittedly that's just like man please don't mess this up yes. but otherwise i am Please but otherwise, me. I am fully confident that Prime 4 is going to blow us away. Um, well, on that note, I, I know we had, I had said that we were going to do a little bit of a Q&A at the end. So I, 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 I have two questions here I'm going to go through just to follow through on that promise. Because actually, we actually went longer than I thought we were going to. And at this point, I'm like, hey, we don't really need to do a Q&A. And people didn't really submit these questions. I kind of just took them from the Q&A channel. But you know what? I already have them in the document, and they can be short and sweet. So, uh, And also, one of them I think is going to be funny to talk about because Andy's not here. So let's uh, so let's do that real quick. I have two questions. I picked them out. Uh, the first one is uh, really quickly. Do I'm gonna ask you this one? It's from the Beanth or the Bean the the Beanth. I don't know the Bean. I, I'm sure you know who you are that asked this question. Um, and we're gonna answer just the 2D por or just the 3D portion of it. Uh, which place has the highest chance of being picked as a tourist attraction in the Metroid series? Um, you know, 3D. So it's uh, this says assuming they are immune to the X, but an X creature can still hurt them. I don't know how that's relevant to the rest of the question, but okay. Let's say that they're gonna create a place um, that's gonna be a, a Metroid theme park area in the 3D Metroids. Which do you think is the most likely that gets picked? That's a good question. I I could totally see Skytown being like an ultra wealthy, rich utopia kind of place. I feel like that would be like Universal a... Studios. <laughs> oh 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 we mean like a theme park oh a theme park oh, well, i i got, I, got, oh, I, 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 I i completely I mean, misread that question that's my fault I, it could be a tourist attraction. <laughs> it could be any general tourist attraction just my mind immediately went to theme park like super nintendo world or whatever and thinking of like what area would be used if they had like a metroid area but it could be any tourist attraction unless you're unless you're, i don't or, think or are you thinking of it as like in the world I was, of Metroid, what yeah, that's what I was thinking. The world, attraction. the world of Metroid, oh, it is now a tourist attraction. That's how I interpreted saying. that. I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay, okay. I completely misread this question. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so Skytown, you're okay. I see what you're saying. Hmm. Wow, wow, wow. 
Okay, well, let's answer it the other way, too. What do you think would be a good... Like, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to do that now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like... I don't feel like there would be a specific Metroid world, like, represented. I feel like it would just kind of be, like... Kind of, like, what do you associate with, with Metroid? You know, you, Rocky Cavern magma maybe like a mm-hmm. uh maybe like a forest or a, like like or, or it would be a chozo area there would definitely be a chozo area right. i feel like it would be some sort of amalgamation of like metroid tropey areas into like a theme park kind of like because like with the mario area you know it isn't a specific world but it's modeled after like you know the first world in most of the 2d games the upcoming donkey kong le- uh land you know it's it's basically a jungle area so i feel like we would get something similar with that with metroid where it's not a specific area but it's, you know, it's an amalgamation of Metroid tropes. Hmm. Okay, okay. That makes a lot more... That, that makes... That's where I my, my head was, was going with that. Um, yeah, I guess they wouldn't necessarily have a specific world. I was just kind of thinking of, like, what would be what would be kind of fun of, like, if they were to pick one, like, Sanctuary Fortress would probably be really fun. Like That's my that. first pick. Yeah. I highly doubt that would happen, but that's my pick. <laughs> absolutely um, i mean to be fair i doubt a metroid world would happen at all like let's be real but see i was thinking like uh let's see i so i i would say i'm gonna take again from metroid prime i feel like chozo ruins could be a good tourist attraction in universe because now there's no phasing on it like if they get rid of the space pirates and on the planet like that would be a good museum you know that'd be a pretty decent tourist attraction you're going to visit the chozo ruins there on talon 4 pretty decent i feel like the chozo would have to have some sort of presence on the world like that that's a pretty important aspect they'd be right running there. it they'd be running the the, <laughs> the museum <laughs> um and then in terms of like what would be the the best um i don't know what would be the best like uh world but i always thought that like a ceres roller coaster would be sick like okay how, i see it how dope would that be like a crazy yeah, yeah. winding yeah so I thought that would be fun. So I, I think a, a Saris coaster would be cool. And then maybe like a Quadraxis. Uh, a speed like, booster treadmill. Speed booster, <laughs> yeah, like a, a Quadraxis like spinning uh, stair or uh, swing thing. Like this, the big swing. Okay. Just like there's a big Quadraxis there. I don't know. You could do a lot of fun stuff there, I think. If we made a, let's, that's an episode we need to do. Building the Metroid theme park. What all the Pitching our Metroid theme parks. I, I like that idea. We should add that to the list. If anyone has any fun Metroid um, theme park attractions metroid themed theme park attractions please let us know okay that was a fun question you gotta have you gotta have laser tag at least i feel like metroid prime hunters laser blast tag ball. that's a must blast ball real life blast ball uh, man, <laughs> yeah. um all right now this one i wanted to ask because andy's not on the show so he can't defend his uh, point of view on it uh this is from kevin pdz <laughs> the title metroid prime has been used in several metroid games from the mainline first person <laughs> perspective games including side games like Pinball Hunters and Federation Force, even though Metroid Prime is an awesome title in its own right, are you ready for the name Metroid Prime to retire and for them to have a brand new title for those Metroid games? Damn, if only they gave Baldur's Gate 3 a subtitle, then it would have actually been relevant and it would have sold well, it would have made an impact. Oh, man, if only... Yeah, so not to not to uh, beat the the hor- the dead horse here a little bit. I know we know Andy would rather it be Metroid Revolution or Metroid Revelation or Metroid Origins or something, but um, and I think you feel the same way, Doom. From my perspective, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Like, I mean, Metroid Prime is a name. It not only tells it tells you two things. It tells you what kind of Metroid it's going to be. 
for most for the most part, but mostly yes. And the quality, I think, for the most part. Um, so you can't. I don't think you get rid of it, and it sounds cool. I think it would be a big misstep to name like Metroid Prime Four, Metroid, you know, Evolution or something. Um, and honestly, I I think like Metroid Prime Four subtitle is whatever fine because two because a bunch of the Metroid Prime games do that. But I think we keep it. I'm I'm not ready to to answer the question. No, I'm not ready for it to retire. I think it would be a bad decision to retire it. I think you should definitely keep it. It's a strong brand. There's really no reason to drop it. Uh, really, it's not like it's oversaturated in any kind of way. So keep it. Um, I know Andy wouldn't agree, but that's why um, I asked the question tonight and not next week. I I just like to keep things consistent. I am indifferent on. You know, subtitles versus numbers versus numbers and subtitle combo. Mm -hmm. I don't care as long as there's some sort of consistency there. And the Metroid series, when it comes to its titling systems, is very consistent so far. You have Metroid subtitle. That is uh, a mainline 2D game. You have Metroid, uh, Metroid Prime number subtitle. That's a mainline Prime game. You have Metroid Prime subtitle. That's a Metroid Prime spinoff. It is very consistent so far. Don't break that. Um, and then also, uh, again, like, I get that a lot of people are terrified when it comes to Metroid's success. We, you know, we're, we're terrified that, like, we every, every minute thing ha has to go right or else this game isn't going to reach its full potential. And I totally get, I, I totally get those fears. I think 99% of the time those fears are unfounded, though. And, you know, I, I brought up Baldur's Gate 3 earlier. I think an even better example, personally, is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That is an example of the number subtitle sequence right there. And um, that's a game where I think the most, most people that have played Witcher three, I think maybe 10 of them probably played a Witcher game before in their lives. Vast majority of them played Witcher three and Witcher three alone. And that is a substantially more um, uh, story driven game than uh, the Metroid prime games. I honestly don't think that that leaving the four in there is going to impact the sales at all outside of like maybe five people. If I'm being I mean, brutally honest, how many people's first Grand Theft Auto game is going to be Grand Theft Auto Six? You know? Right. <laughs> and to be fair, that's not necessarily the same because like that game is not going to have a direct yeah. story to the previous. And, one and to be but... to be fair, Grand Theft Auto is also not a niche series. That's like one of the most massive gaming yeah. IPs so of all time. I could roll that back, but, but I think I think yeah. Witcher is more prominent there because Witcher, Witcher yeah. was a niche series for a long time. Baldur's Gate until Baldur's Gate Three Baldur's, was. Yeah. A very well, niche series. I was gonna say Baldur's Gate is the better one because I've never played a Baldur's Gate game. I know most of the friends I have haven't played Baldur's Gate. It definitely wasn't a major series before Baldur's Gate three, and I had no problem jumping into that. But I also don't know how yep. connected that is to the first two games either, or any of the other things going on. So, I, ultimately, I don't think like having the four is ever going to like really hold things back, but. Even just the Metroid Prime subtitle, I think, has value. And just calling it Metroid, yes. I think, would be a misstep. Like, Metroid Prime is very specific on what it's, what it's delivering, what kind of quality it's delivering, what you're going to get. And and again, I think just the cool factor. Metroid Prime sounds cool. You don't, you don't drop mm -hmm. something that sounds cool, in my opinion. Well, to be, to be fair, I do think Andy wants to leave. Like, I, I think Andy would rather have it Metroid subtitle, but I think for this specific game, he thinks... He wants it to be Metroid Prime subtitle, just without the number. Yeah, well, I think I, that I think that's what Andy's yes, opinion is yeah. on this game specifically. And I know the question's more so talking about Metroid Prime as a title in general, not Metroid Prime Four. Um, but I think we keep Metroid Prime. I think just the coolness. I mean, that's the same reason why, like, 
Super Metroid kind of breaks the naming convention, but it's fine because it sounds cool. It also is a Super Nintendo, so it made sense. Just like Metroid. If I, I also don't mind it because it's it's a reversal. Instead of yeah. Metroid subtitle, it's subtitle Metroid. That's like it's technically not consistent, but it's close enough. But it's where I, it doesn't like, it, it sounds, doesn't bug me. It, yeah, it's also close enough, but it also sounds cool, so it doesn't matter. Like it can yeah. break the rules. Like on the other hand, I think like if Metroid came out on the N sixty four, it was going to be called Metroid sixty four. <laughs> yeah and that there's no other way around it it would have been called that um which would have been fine to me but it would have been a little funny because it kind of it has that like funny i mean it's technically it's it's technically metroid subtitle still so kind of kind of um <laughs> anyway yeah i think we keep metroid prime i don't think we get rid of that um but I, yeah andy technically you're right i i'm to to give to defend andy yes he's more so on the boat of doesn't want it to be metroid prime 4 not necessarily that he wants it to be metroid subtitle anything else like i think he's okay with keeping it as metroid prime and then something so so fair play fair play to him okay i think that's all we have to say for metroid prime and metroid prime for today on the show our 200th 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 episode wow 200th 200th <laughs> 200th i don't know why i couldn't say that it is a fantastic celebration that we had here today a very regular normal episode for our 200th celebration and uh if you again if you want to actually check out our full like real celebration of uh of this milestone then uh you can check out last week's episode and check it out on youtube but you can also check out this week's episode the one you just listened to also on youtube and this one as well before i do the full outro though i'm gonna throw it over to doom because i know doom has something to plug before we wrap it up yeah i, I was about to say something thank you for that um, yeah, so, uh, this is, this will be dropping on a Tuesday. So about two days from now, Thursday, all I can say is, uh, uh, check out the game explain channel on Thursday. You, uh, you might see some familiar faces. Oh, word. Nice. I sweet. Is it what, like, are you and Andy going to be on it or something or just you? I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I'm maybe not. not. I don't know. I'm not on it. I wasn't just, uh, <laughs> that sounds dope okay cool. i don't know this thursday all right so a few days after this episode drops i want to be able to check that out very cool okay well with that all said thank you so much everyone for checking out the omega metroid podcast our 200th episode very exciting thank you all for being on this long journey with us and of course thank you for checking out and talking some um metroid prime 4 with us today on the show i am of course dak you can find me at dak city underscore on Twitter or X, or on most platforms, Doom Metal Cross for Doom. Andy is Spateri three six one or three sixteen. I don't know why. I don't know why. I I I, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> um, you can check us out on all your favorite uh, social platforms, Omega Metroid or Omega Metroid Pod. You can check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms under the same moniker, Omega Metroid Podcast. You can check us out on OmegaMetroid.com, which we post the episodes, and I know we have some more. Um, you know, we post news every once in a while. We post articles. And I'm sure we have some more stuff in the pipeline now that the holidays are over. Um, you can also check us out on Patreon, where you get access to some additional content and some other fun stuff being posted as well. And we have a merch store. You can check us out there. Um, I think that's everything. Everything you can check us out on or look at or stay tuned on and whatnot. Uh, we have a Discord server that we've mentioned a bunch of times. You haven't picked up on that yet. You can check us out there and join us. We love hanging out and uh, a bunch of people always active in the server talking Metroid. And uh, yeah, we're on YouTube where you can watch all of our episodes 
recently, we now do them all recorded for YouTube as well. So if you want to watch the show, you can do that. And as I mentioned, our 200th episode celebration, which was the ZeldaCast 300th episode celebration, our third annual tri trivia game, ZeldaCast versus Omega Metroid, uh, is also on YouTube available. That's episode 199 for us, and that's 300 for the ZeldaCast. Uh, we cheated a little bit. I hope you're okay with that. Uh, Shouts to Andy. Uh, I took a break this week, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. We have some other stuff in the pipeline, which I'm not going to go check on Discord because then I would have to edit this YouTube video more. I already have a lot of work at, uh, cut out for me at this point. Um, Doom, anything else before I close it out? More. Uh, you know, uh, for real, check out uh, check out the Discord server, especially if we, uh, you know, when we do get that February Direct coming in. You know, it's always a uh, fun chat with you guys, getting your uh, Direct predictions in. You know, I just always really enjoy talking with y'all. So do that. And also check out the check out the Omega Metroid podcast theme in the description as well. Yes. Totally free. You can listen to it anytime. Yes, the theme is awesome, uh, and it is really well done and on the show every week. And you can check out the full version of the theme too, which is really cool. Yes, also the Discord, which I think is like my favorite part of doing the show entirely because we have a fun community in the Discord server where we chat about Metroid and, and games and music and movies and all sorts of other stuff throughout the week. And uh, you can also get notified of when new episodes drop as well. So, all right. With that all said, I think that's finally everything. Thank you all so much for checking out the Omega Metroid podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week to the show. And we will see you next time on the Omega Metroid Podcast.